This could be a podcast about the Beatles. But it's not. The character, the main character for the, this podcast, after a few weeks off, Thank you. You will like it. You will love. The verb is love. To honor the man, the main character for this podcast. Love is the word. Or dream. As his was, he was a dreamer, but a doer as well. We are paying tribute. I guess you already know by now. What is his, his name? John Winston Ono Lennon. He was born in 1940, 9 October, October 9th, and died precisely on this day, December 8th, in 1980. We are here today to pay tribute to a man to a peace activist, to a, an splendid songwriter, singer, who achieved worldwide fame as the founder, co-lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist of the outstanding band, The Beatles, like you heard on the beginning of the podcast. But what brings me today to do a special podcast is about John Lennon's untimely death, abruptly killed on this day by his own fan. We will talk about the murder of John Lennon and a few other things, listening to some of his amazing songs 
Not all of them, of course. I don't have the time. The podcast should be like at least five hours. <laughs> But I, I chose a few of the good ones. I will talk about the what happened on this day in 1980. But for now, let's listen to him and I'll talk to you in just a while. Stay tuned for This is Art in Heart, the podcast by Sylvia DeSantos. Did you miss me? I have missed you all also.
us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. You heard the broadcaster saying shot twice in the back. This is not easy to record. God is a concert. It's not, um, what do you say? These are, um, most likely zesty lyrics about God, Jesus Christ. I'll say it again. From someone who most likely was disappointed at a lot of things, including God and Jesus Christ. Which we measure our pain. But it's not about these zesty lyrics from John Lennon song God. But what is been said is that these lyrics and other lyrics from other songs were the main the main reason from to why the reason which forced or forced is not the verb but you know what I mean that made Mark David Chapman a perpetrator, a killer, before he was just a fan, a John Lennon fan. But he turned himself into a killer. I'm going to explain how all happened in his head, Chapman's head. So on the evening of December 8, 1980, the night of murder of John Lennon, the English musician John Lennon, formerly of the Beatles, he was shot dead in the archway of the Dakota, his own residence in New York City. He was just 40 years old, one year older than me. I'm 39 now. He was killed by Mark David Chapman, an American Beatles fan who had traveled from Hawaii. Chapman said he was angered by Lennon's lifestyle and public statements, especially this much-publicized remark about the Beatles being more popular than Jesus Christ, Christ and the lyrics of the latter songs like Imagine or this one you're listening to right now, God. So Chapman also said he was inspired by the fictional character Holden Caulfield from J.D. Salinger's novel The Catcher in the Rye 
if you haven't read the books you must read but not turn yourself into a killer like Chapman did it took the book too seriously too seriously the like to live to ripe old age with your yeah only. listen to what he has to dying. say i don't know how i'd feel at the moment but i'm prepared for death because i don't believe in it i think it's just getting out of one car and getting into another so you've listened to this words of john lennon is like getting out of the car getting to another getting into another car the death his death to him was like that um according to some um, news chapman planned to um we'd like to welcome you here to kill to the, the john lennon's um, over several months and waited for Lennon at the Dakota, uh, his residence, on the morning of December 8th. During the evening, he met Lennon. Well, John Lennon signed an autograph. Um, he gave an autograph to a copy of Chapman's uh, album he had, he had uh, on his hand, Double Fantasy. Lennon left with his wife, Yoko Ono, for a recording session. And it's said that he was recording uh, at Record Plant Studio the song, the ironic, and it, this is life being sarcastic right now. The, the song is called Life Begins at 40. So, can you understand the irony on these lyrics? We'd like to welcome you here to the Dakota Country Western Club. And in return for Miss Yoko Ono's wonderful gift of a very strange head, I'd like this morning to sing you a little ditty that occurred to me in the throes of my sleep. It's called Life Begins at Foley. How strange is that? He recorded... Life begins at 40, and rumors say he recorded on the day he was murdered. If that ain't life being sarcastic, I don't know what it is. He had all his life ahead of him. That's why. He wrote these lyrics, life begins at 40, but unfortunately, and mainly of because of a weird uh, fate, uh, momentum, I don't know what to call it, an irony of destiny, of life, 
his life, John Lennon's life, ended abruptly on this day, December 8th, 1980. I was already on the belly of my mother, Anna Maria. <laughs> my mother was expecting me to be born in June. So, well, on December 8th, Chapman. So he, John Lennon, gave him an autograph, but chills go through my spine when I think of this. So the killer, the killer, uh, Chapman, was already with the idea of killing John Lennon. And when he asked for an autograph for the album Double Fantasy, he had on his hand. So on that evening, Lennon left with his wife after he met the killer himself. So Yoko Ono went with Lennon to the record plant studio. Record plant studio, yes. Later that night... Lennon and Ono returned to the Dakota residence as they walked towards the entrance of the building. Chapman fired five hollow point bullets from a 38 special revolver. Four of which hit Lennon in the back. Love is the answer, but what I have to say to you next is do you remember what I said earlier? Chapman was taking the book by J.D. Salinger, The Catcher in the Rye, too seriously, too seriously, that turned him, turned him, turned him into a killer, a cold killer, from a fan, a loving fan, to a cold killer. So Chapman waited there with John Lennon dying on that floor at the entrance of the building which where he lived in New York. He saw John Lennon, his idol, on the floor with his wife suffering, crying, waiting for the ambulance for the police to arrive to save John Lennon's life. And do you know what Chapman did? And you know that He stood there 
with the book Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Reading the part that turned himself into a killer. How chilling is that? Everything was happening around him, but he stood there. I'm talking about Chapman, the killer of John Lennon. The precious John Lennon. How can you sit there and watch your idol suffering from pain dying on the floor from the bullets you inflicted on him and you keep reading the book as the police arrived to arrest him. Lennon was rushed to the hospital in a police car. The ambulance never arrived, so the police car carried, rushed John Lennon to the hospital where he was pronounced death, dead at the arrival. He, um, he had a, an intuition, you know. Um, he was very intuitive, uh, similar like me. He has these intuitions, intuitive thoughts. I think the latter song of John Lennon was like predicting his own death, you know? And it's uh, there is a, a song there, it's like a letter from John Lennon to himself uh, entitled Dear John. So after John Lennon's death was broadcasted to the world, um, a worldwide outpouring of grief ensued on an unprecedented scale. Crowds gathered at Roosevelt Hospital and in front of the Dakota residence where John Lennon was killed. People in nearby buildings placed lit candles in their windows and at least, and pay attention to this, at least three Beatles fans killed themselves. You heard it right. At least Three fans of the Beatles killed themselves because of John Lennon's death. Three lives were taken on a suicidal matter only because their idol died abruptly, killed by a fan. This song you're listening to is the one of the latter songs 
uh, John Lennon, John Lennon, Dear John, a letter, a letter to himself. Lennon, Lennon was cremated at the Ferncliffe Cemetery in Hartsdale, New York, on December 12th. The ashes were given to Ono, Yoko Ono, his wife, who requested 10 minutes of silence around the world instead of holding a funeral. That's a great tribute to honor such a superb talent, magnanimous personality. He deserves it. So Chapman, the perpetrator, the killer of John Lennon, pleaded guilty to murdering John Lennon and was given a sentence of 20 years to life imprisonment. In an upstate New York prison, he has been denied parole 11 times since becoming eligible in 2000. Long Lost John is one of his latter songs also. Maybe it is better. I just realized to stop struggling. <sighs> Hello, Yoko. Yeah. Have to 
ride the top with his long, long, long lost Jones. John Lennon apparently was uh, expected to dine in a restaurant that night. So as I was saying, he was expected to have dinner on the Stage Deli restaurant that evening. The Lennons um, spent several hours at the record plant studio before returning to the Dakota residence at 72nd Street, the West, in New York City, at approximately, approximately 10.50 p.m. Sorry, I was reading something else. Lennon had decided... I don't know if the if this is life being sarcastic. So you're expected to dine out, but John Lennon decided otherwise. He decided to return home and not go to dinner at Stage Deli restaurant that evening with Yoko Ono, as he was expected to do. What what went on his mind to decide otherwise? He decided that he wanted to say goodnight to his son before bedtime. He wanted to say goodnight to his son. That's why his schedule changed and he didn't went to the restaurant had he done it had he did went to the rest go to the restaurant that evening he might still be alive today if he did go to the restaurant that evening as he was expected to do to be to go there to the stage deli to dine with Yoko Ono, he might be still alive today. I guess we'll never know because the taxi driver saw Chapman standing in the shadows 
by the archway, waiting for the Lennons to arrive. So the Lennons passed Chapman. When I say Lennons, I'm talking about John and Yoko. So the Lennons passed Chapman and walked towards the archway entrance of the building. And as the Yoko and as Yoko Ono passed by, Chapman nodded at her. Like, I don't know what he was going to say something to her or not. He just nodded his head to her, to Yoko Ono. And as Lennon passed by, he glanced briefly at Chapman. Maybe recognizing him from earlier that evening when he signed the autograph. What went through John Lennon's mind, we'll never know. Seconds later, Chapman withdrew a Charter Arms 38 caliber revolver that he had hidden in his coat pocket, aimed at the center of Lennon's back, and quickly fired five bullets, which you already know. About nine or ten feet away from distance to John Lennon, four of the, those five bullets were fatal. It's rumored that the doctor even opened John Lennon's chest to give a CPR resuscitation um, of, you know, it's chilling just to think about it because no one wanted him to die that way. So they tried everything, even cutting him chest wide open and giving a resuscitation to the... Whew. It's hard to talk about this on this special day. And it's like that. You, you come from the studio, you plan dinner, date with your wife. But you think to yourself, no, I won't do that. I will go to home, to my home, to say goodnight to my son. You are never, ever too vigilant. We wanted him to be more vigilant with his life. A person like John Lennon, so ethical, so with such a sharp mind for lyrics, for writing lyrics, so prudent. No, he, he could have been more prudent, but who am I? Only God knows, only Chapman knows what went through his mind, and... Okay, it's what is done is done, sadly, unfortunately. But we, we wanted, we want to think that if John Lennon was, were more vigilant and did a 
a different path and eventually i don't know went to the the restaurant chapman might uh, give up or i guess like john lennon intuitive thinking as is in this song that you listened before intuition it's i think it was destiny maybe i don't know what to think i just think it's sad out of the blue is the song you're listening out of the blue one of the most the most uh, likable splendid uh, beatles member precious personality uh, superb talent like John Lennon out of the blue was killed by a fan you can't please everyone you can't the words you put out into the world god himself didn't um, wasn't um, pleasing to everyone you know Not everyone likes God or believes in God. So not everyone, I'm not comparing John Lennon to God, of course. Not saying that. Um, I'm just saying, if God didn't please everyone, you know, how can a, a human being uh, like you and I, like John Lennon, can please everyone? We can't. We just can't. So, on another matter, isolation. Do you know this song? Well, if you like Johnny Depp, the actor, go to his Instagram at Johnny Depp Instagram and listen to a cover of this song as Johnny Depp is a big fan of John Lennon as I am a big fan of Johnny Depp and a huge fan of John Lennon myself, take a good listen to this song. And these sharp lyrics. Insightful lyrics. Just a little town Everybody trying to pull us down Just a human, a victim of the end. 
afraid of the sunlight. The sun will never disappear, but the world may not have many years. So, as you heard, isolation, you're not um, to blame. So, did you pay attention to the lyrics? I don't choose the songs only by chance. No, 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 no. If you know me pretty well, you know that I choose the lyrics with... Um, great meaning so as i as john lennon says says on the song he said you're not to blame for somebody else insane insanity insane mind you know for somebody else insanity you're not to blame People can live in fear, but they are not to blame of the insanity of somebody else. So, he was alive when he wrote this. Don't you think this is too predicting, um, really predicting his own death by an insane person that killed him? That is not to blame only because he wrote some words, some lyrics, you know? So, the lyrics are very, very clear. Isolation song, the song called Isolation, is very clear when he, say, when he says, people say we got it made, don't they know we're so afraid? Isolation. And we're afraid to be alone. Everybody go to have a home. Got to have a home. Just a boy and a little girl trying to change the whole wide world. And as he says, the sun will never disappear. But the world may not have many years. We're afraid of everyone. Afraid of the sun. But there's lyrics right there. I don't expect you to understand after you've accused me of so much pain. But then again, you're not to blame. You're just a human, a human being, a victim of the insane. This is quite um, clever lyrics, but very predictable um, uh, of a very predictable future. His own uh, murder from an insane fan.
How do you sleep? Is a song by English rock musician John Lennon, the character for today's podcast. This song is from his 1971 album Imagine. The song makes angry and sketching remarks aimed at his former Beatles bandmate, songwriting partner, none other, Paul McCartney himself. On my personal opinion, I gather that these two are so phenomenal, so superb, so such a magnanimous, such clever writers. I think it is a love-hate relationship. I, I gather they loved each other very much as they hated each other. <laughs> I don't don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. They were such uh, one of of these two still is is still alive. Thank God for that, Paul McCartney. So these two had s some kind of strange relationship, love hate relationship. Lennon wrote this song How Do You Sleep uh, wrote this song in a response to what he perceived as personal slights by Paul McCartney himself uh, on the latter's Ram album the track includes a slide guitar solo played by George Harrison and was co-produced by Lennon, Phil Spector and Yoko Ono
Lennon's solo career, solo work, fell very much into two categories. There were the angry, visceral, political bow-outs that tried to throttle peace out of the world's leaders by ignoring chant alone. But there were the sentimental pop tunes also to celebrate a talent like no other. We've ranked his 10 best solo songs. Let's start by one of my favorites, shall we? Karma never loses an address. Hey, hey, those who are listening to this podcast, if you've done something wrong, karma is going to get you. Who want to be on your place? Walking in your shoes if you did something wrong. It's like John Lennon says, instant karma gonna get you. John Lennon says, right you are, we all shine on. Written while he was publicly still a member of the Beatles, although it announced his departure internally several months before, Instant Karma was one of Lennon's first solo parades, backed by Yoko's Plastic Ono Band, and one that immediately got in people's faces Demanding they pay attention to his message of peace. What in the world you're thinking of? Laughing in the face of love? John rails over gospel-style melody, so sorry you hard forget it. He's cursing those who don't agree. Well, I agree. And I say, John, right you are. Right you are. We all shine on. 
So you know the song Beatles Girl, the from the Beatles Girl. Lennon's update from the Beatles Girl became his tragic swan song, shooting to number one in the wake of his death in December 1980. The subtle, the subtle schmaltz of the song was swept away, swept away by global grief, and "Woman" became the song that turn of the 80s generation came to associate with the loss of a pop culture behemoth. So, and the so, that sort of weight makes woman so much more than another sweet Yoko Ode. You know, Ode to Yoko Ono. I would prefer to believe that woman is dedicated not only to Yoko Ono, to John's mother, own mother, but to me, to my own mother, to my grandmother, to, to the women in my life, to the women in your life. Woman, it's the ode, the perfect ode to a special being on this earth besides man. It's woman. Woman. I'm proud to be one. So a special kiss to all the women listening to this podcast. This is for you. Nine, that's a lucky number. Two, three, four.
Nobody loves you when you're down and out. Nobody sees you when you're on cloud nine. Everybody's hustling for a buck and a dime. I'll scratch your back and you scratch mine. I've been across to the other side. I've shown you everything. I got nothing to hide. But still, you ask me, do I love you? What it is, what it is. All I can tell you is, it's all showbiz. All I can tell you is, it's all showbiz. What it is, what it is, what it is, what it is. One bullet missed Lennon and struck a window of the Dakota building. The other four hit Lennon in the back and shoulder, puncturing his left lung and left subclavian artery. Lennon, bleeding profusely from external wounds and from his mouth, staggered up five steps to the security reception area where he said, I'm shot, I'm shot. He then fell to the floor, scattering cassettes from the studio that he had been carrying. Perdomo ran inside and told concierge worker Jay Hastings that the attacker had dropped his gun on the pavement. Hastings first started to make a tourniquet, but upon ripping open Lennon's blood-stained shirt and realizing the severity of the musician's multiple injuries, he covered Lennon's chest with his uniform jacket, removed his blood-covered glasses, and summoned the police.
Chapman then removed his coat and hat in preparation for the arrival of police to show he was not carrying any concealed weapons. Well, and remained standing on West 72nd Street underneath his coat. He wore a promotional T-shirt for the musician Todd Rundgren's album Hermit of Mink Hollow. Bertomo, you know, the guy that worked in the building, shouted at Chapman, the perpetrator, the killer of John Lennon. Do you know what you've done? He asked to Chapman, to which Chapman calmly, calmly replied, Yes, I just shot John Lennon. It's what I did. So Perdomo then told Chapman to leave the premises immediately, to which Chapman replied, But where would I go now? I just shot John Lennon. Where would I go? Yes, officers Stephen Spiro and Peter Cullen were the first policemen to arrive at the scene. They were at 72nd Street and Broadway when they heard a report of shots fired at the Dakota residence. The officers arrived around two minutes later and found Chapman standing very calmly reading a book by J.D. Salinger's The Catcher and the Rye that turned Chapman into a killer, like he says. They found Chapman standing very calmly, so there on West 72nd Street in New York at Dakota Residence, they reported that Chapman had dropped the revolver to the ground and was holding a paperback book. Like I said earlier, by J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye. Later, he claimed, if you were, were able to view the actual copy of The Catcher in the Rye that was taken from me on the night of December 8th, you would find in it the handwritten words, this is my statement, They immediately put Chapman in handcuffs and placed him in the back seat of their squad car. Squad car. Chapman made no attempt to flee nor resist arrest. <laughs> He was very calm at the murder scene. After killing his own idol, John Lennon. More to come about these chilling facts about the murder of the gifted, tested, why superb John Lennon. Ladies and gentlemen, in this song he says, I'm the greatest. He was one of the greatest. Oh yeah.
my life take it it's mine to give take it let me live in you my life take it officer herb frauenberger and his partner tony palmer with the second team arriving a few minutes later they found john lennon lying face down on the floor on the reception area blood pouring from john lennon's mouth and his clothing already soaked in blood with hastings attending to him realizing the extent of lennon's injuries the policeman did not, decided not to wait for an ambulance and immediately carried Lennon into their squad car. He was rushed to Roosevelt Hospital on West 59th Street. Officer James Moran said they placed Lennon in the back seat. Reportedly, Moran asked, Are you John Lennon? Are you John Lennon? To which John Lennon replied, Yes, he nodded. Is that saying yes, he was John Lennon. According to another account by officer Bill Gamble, Lennon nodded slightly and tried to speak, but could only manage to make a gurgling sound and lost consciousness shortly thereafter. A few minutes before 11 p.m., Moran arrived at Roosevelt, Roosevelt Hospital with Lennon in the squad car. Moran was carrying Lennon on his back and onto a gurney, demanding a doctor for a multiple gunshot wound victim. When Lennon, when Lennon was brought in, he was not breathing at all. He had no pulse. Three doctors, a nurse, and two or three other medical attendants worked on Lennon for 10 to 20 minutes in an attempt to resuscitate him. As a last resort, as I told you earlier before in this podcast, the doctors cut open, cut open Lennon's chest and attempted manual heart massage to restore circulation on John Lennon's body, they quickly discovered that the damage of the blood vessels above and around Lennon's heart from the multiple bullets, bullet wounds, was too far too great. So that struck that Lennon's back passed completely through his body and out of his chest. He was pronounced death, dead, and Roosevelt Hospital today, on this day, December 8th, it's mind-blowing what happened to one of the most special songwriters I've ever had the pleasure to listen all my life. This is real. What is real 
is the memorabilia, the, the songs you left to us, the fans, the real fans, not like Chapman is not a fan. Just like John said, insanity, insane fan. But we, us, the loving fans that wished that John Lennon was still alive by the insightful lyrics, the dazzling career he had as a Beatles member and in his solo career, a very likable man, a sharp mind. It's very, very hard to remind his death, to remember this death. Still in Glass is one of his songs. Enjoy. So, John um, was pronounced uh, dead on arrival at 11.15pm, but the time 11.07pm has also been reported as the, the time of the death of John Lennon. But I want to tell you another ironic 
just to close this subject of John Lennon's death, um, because the podcast is not all about uh, John Lennon's death, but mainly about John Lennon's death, but, you know, the facts surrounding his death. So witnesses noted that uh, the Beatles' song, uh, you know that song, All My Loving, you know, All My Loving, started playing on the hospital radio randomly and strangely enough, at the time John Lennon was pronounced dead at Roosevelt Roosevelt Hospital in New York City. You know, the song by Beatles started playing on that second, on that minute, you know, All My Loving from the Beatles started playing randomly on the hospital radio. The system, the sound system of the hospital That ain't uh, a weird um, momentum, like, um, I don't know, it's like, even if you don't believe in God or destiny, you must think what this is. Beatles song starts playing on that second that John Lennon's die is pronounced death. You know, it's... It's really ironic, it's severely sarcastic, very, very sarcastic. This is Hold On by John Lennon.
This is a podcast to honor, to pay tribute to a splendid, a charming man, a superb writer, songwriter. This song is just one of the many, many songs that I love by. John Lennon. about a movie that was released in the UK in 2018 or 19 I don't know for sure with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet like two outstanding actors one being the next Daniel Day-Lewis my favorite 
So, Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell are the character, are the the actors. Uh, the main character that portray the main characters on a movie, Beautiful Boy, and you are listening to one of my personal favorites, Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy. So this movie, Beautiful Boy, with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet, two amazing talents. I have to watch this movie soon. It's on my list, on my bucket list to to watch very soon. I hope so. Enjoy this song. It's so beautiful, beautiful boy, darling boy, by John Lennon. It's a long way to go A long road to hoe Yes, it's a long way to go But in the meantime Before you cross the street Take my hand Life is what happens to you While you're busy making other plans Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful John Lennon, John Winston Ono Lennon, born in 1940, October 9. Sadly, abruptly died in December 1980, on December 8th. So he, he was um, not just the co-lead vocalist of the Beatles. He was a peace activist, also an amazing songwriter, as I said before. So his song, his songwriting partnership with Paul McCartney remains the most successful in musical history. 1969, he started the Plastic Ono Band with his second wife, 
the famous Yoko Ono after the Beatles disbanded in 1970. Lennon continued a career as a solo artist and as Ono's collab collaborator. His ashes are scattered in Central Park, New York City. He has two sons, Julian and Sean Lennon. His parents were Alfred Lennon and Julia Stanley, one of the main icons in his life where the music woman is dedicated to Yoko but his mother and my love is for her also for Julia his mother you can find many informations about all sort of things on johnlennon.com and his website he was born in Liverpool. Lennon became involved in the skiffled craze as a teenager. In 1956, he formed his first band, The Quarrymen, which evolved into the Beatles in 1960. We thank him for that. He was initially the group's de facto leader, a role gradually seated to McCartney later. Lennon was categorized for the rebellious nature. Oh yes, rebellious. He was a rebel nature. So, and a Serbic wit in his music, writing and guess this and his drawings on film and in interviews. Beatles biographer Bill Harry wrote that Lennon began drawing. I was talking about his drawings. So he began drawing and writing creatively at an early age with the encouragement of his uncle. (laughs) Who would have guessed? that. He collected his stories, poetry, cartoons, caricatures in a Quarry Bank high school exercise book that he called The Daily Howl. (laughs) The drawings were often of crippled people and the writing satirical and throughout the book was an abundance of wordplay. According to classmate Bill Turner, Lennon created the Daily Howl to amuse his best friend and later quarryman bandmate Pete Chotton, to whom he would show his work before he let anyone else see it. Quite special, Pete. You were quite special there. Turner said that Lennon had an obsession with Wigan Pier. It kept cropping up. And in Lennon's story, a carrot in a potato mine. The mine was at the end of Wigan Pier. Turner described how one of Lennon's cartoons depicted depicted, a bus stop signed and notated with the question 
Why? Above was a flying pancake, and below a blind man wearing glasses, leading along a blind dog, also wearing glasses. So John Lennon uh, had a to you a sharp mind. It's it's not the usual mind. On the ordinary common people, no, he was gifted. He had a twisted uh, thought um, and a, a zesty. Um, I like this adjective to um, to describe uh, John Lennon's mind. He was uh, a zesty, zesty, sharp mind. With clever, insightful lyrics, but these drawings with these clever notes, but very satirical notes, um, with dark humor. Yeah, with notes of dark humor. If I had to describe it, it, it is a bit of dark humor. Hero, well, just follow me. Oh, it's when I get into this guitar. It's too stiff for this one. You see? See the? Could you give me the other guitar, Yoko? Uh. Hello? Are you just taking it in that? Okay. See, look. This little guitar is easier to play, so you don't have to think of the behind the the bass notes so much. Is that all right? Love is real. Real 
love Love is feelings Feeling love Love is wanting Touch is love Love is reaching Reaching love Love is asking This is a demo, a rare, a rare demo, where you listen to the voice of John Lennon and a bit of the Yoko voice starts in the beginning of the demo. The piano version, it's in this demo. I'm just stating that this song moves my heart. And I won't cry if you won't cry either. Because talking about his death, I want to put this song in an extent that um, it's honorable to... John Lennon's life. He want he he was loyal to love, to love okay, itself, to life itself. 21. He was really devoted to that. So Chapman might have taken his life, the body is nowhere to be found because his ashes are all scattered through um, Central Park in New York City. But his lyrics, his mind, his thoughts, his... (laughs) We will always remember... This Every splendid moment. talent forever, forever, as long we live. For us who love John Lennon, truly, I mean truly love John Lennon, and understand his talent and how he was gifted with such talent. This song is probably an ode, a tribute to a dreamer, to a lover. This is love 
by John Lennon. Real is love Love is feeling Feeling love Love is wanting To be loved Love is touch Touch is love Love is reaching Reaching love Love is asking To be loved Love is you You and me Love is knowing Imagine Ireland near the ocean, the waves clashing, the wind, the calmness, the breeze. Together is so precious. Together we have grown. I love this video clip of the song and I love this song what it if, um, what the, what this song makes me feel how it makes me feel inside warm inside that warm feeling of a house Near the sea, the ocean, it's my own personal dream, and it was a personal dream for John also. I'm finding out that we had a lot of similarities, such as this dream of living by the sea. 
I watched this video of this song. Google it. You go to the YouTube and、uh, you know, search for the the song. Just like starting over, and watch the original video, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So I'll let you listen to this lovely song by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I cannot, I cannot listen to this song without dancing, moving my head around. Are you dancing? I suggest you dance. Are you dancing? <laughs> I'm watching. Do it like Marilyn Monroe said. Dance like nobody's watching. Just like starting over is a song written and performed by none other, John Lennon, from the 1980 album August. I think not sure, but I think it's August 1980. Double Fantasy. It was released as a single on 24th of October, October 24th, 1980. In the United Kingdom, and three days later in the United States. 
with Yoko Ono's Kiss 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 as the B-side of the album. It reached number one in both of the US and UK um, charts, pop charts, after Lennon was murdered uh, on December 8th. 1980. In 2013, Billboard magazine ranked it, ranked it, uh, this album, Double Fantasy, and this song in particular, in particular, as the 62nd biggest song of all time on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Just like starting over. And the album, Double Fantasy, was precisely the album that Chapman was carrying on the day he asked for the autograph on that album, Double Fantasy, on an album copy, uh, of course, not the actual album, but the, the copy he had on his hand that John Lennon signed. Please go to Google and you type in the words... Chapman and John Lennon on the day and you the uh, the murder of course and you'll see the actual picture available online from the time that John Lennon is signing the autograph to Chapman his own perpetrator his own killer His own fan is by his side and a picture is taken of the both John Lennon and Chapman. A quick chat between them. Mm, I don't even think they chatted that long. It's like a um, hi, hello, you know, that sort of things. You're a fan and you ask for an autograph. And your idol signs it. But that day wasn't all about signing an autograph. It was a, about of the murder of John Lennon by his fan Chapman. So you Google the, the picture, uh, if you may, and uh, you'll see the picture of the two of them together of John Lennon signing the autograph before He went to the studio and blah, blah, blah. You all already know the story. I won't repeat it. So you Google it. So let's go to the, um, to the subject uh, that I like. Um, Christmas time. It's Christmas time. And I love Christmas time. I really enjoy this time of the year. Um, I let out my tree in my house, I do the decorations, I love it, and I love the classics, you know the classics, Dean Martin, Nat King Cole, uh, the Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra, you know, all the classics, the, not the new stuff, but a few, like Chris Rea, Driving Home for Christmas, and of course, John Lennon. So this is Christmas, War is Over. It's a Christmas song released in 1971. It's an old song. It's a classic. As a single by John 
and Yoko, Plastic Ono Band with the Harlem Community Choir. You know the, the, the singers, the choir you're listening to right now? You know, these kids singing, these beautiful kids are from the Harlem Community Choir. It was the seventh single released by Lennon outside his work with the Beatles. The song reached number four in the UK where its release was delayed until November 1972 and has periodically on the UK singles chart, most notably after Lennon's death in December 1980, with it picked at number two. In a UK-wide poll in December 2012, it was voted 10th on the ITV television special as the national's nation's favorite Christmas song. I know, it's one of my favorites. Is it one of your favorites? I hope it is. So, this is Christmas. The war isn't over, sadly. But let's dream. Let's do like... John Lennon did. Let's dream. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Soon, a lot of new episodes of my podcast, Art in Heart, you already know, are coming soon. So, this year wasn't a very nice year for some people, unfortunately. Um, so, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, a little bit nervous uh, coming from a few weeks off. <laughs> so, I'm just getting back um, slowly <laughs> after the New Year. I will return with new episodes about very, very interesting people and every very interesting facts. Um, I will... I, I chose uh, to end this podcast of John Lennon, a demo, a very rare and special demo, uh, Free as a Bird... It's the, the perfect song to end the podcast for today about a beautiful boy named John Lennon. My voice gets a bit rusty when I think about the numerous songs he would have written if he was alive. But he isn't. So, free as a bird. For you, who kept me company. My name is Sylvia De Santos, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did 
the podcast for today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Lennon for you. Yeah.